What is up, guys? It's your boy, John Papp. This is the Acceleration Fitness Podcast, episode number 21. As always, Mr. Ben Boudreau will be joining me very shortly here. But before we get into that, just a quick introduction of this week's guest, Mr. Jim Clements. Now, Jim is a client here at Acceleration, and Jim had not worked out for 10 years. No planned exercise for 10 years other than just, you know, everyday life, right? Now, it's been that ended a few years back, and now he is down over 90 pounds. He has completely transformed his life, and the cool thing is his family has joined in on this, and we get into that in the podcast um, a little bit more, but truly, truly, he has transformed you know, his, his, not only his body, but his life as well. So it's a very, very special uh, episode to both me and Ben. Jim is uh, an absolute stand-up guy, and I think you guys will get a lot out of it. Um, last week, we gave you kind of the coach's perspective to a transformation, and now we wanted to give you, you know, the kind of firsthand look at what it takes to truly transform your body, but not just transform it and, you know, reverse everything by gaining it all back or losing everything that you just gained, but keep it and maintain it and really change everything. So this is a great episode, guys. Make sure if you could share this episode, um, leave a rating review. We would really appreciate it. You can find us at Acceleration Fitness on pretty much everything. Um, other than that, guys, we're going to jump right into it here in three, two, one, and let's This is recording. This is recording. Welcome, guys, to the Acceleration Fitness Podcast number 21. On today's show, we have the legend of Acceleration. The yeah, legend. you're officially the legend now. You like that. The always positive guy and one of the biggest transformations, if not the biggest transformation in Acceleration Fitness history. Mr. Jim Clements. So today, guys. Thank you. Welcome, Jim. Welcome. As always, John Papp and I. I wanted to say my partner, John Papp and I, but it just feels weird saying my partner. <laughs> so, Don't say that, Ben. <laughs> we're going to ask Jim seven questions regarding his body weight, transforma- body weight loss transformation. So you guys listening can get down to how you can get tips from him for your transformation so you guys can lose weight, live a happier life, have more energy. And be a badass. So, without further ado, you ready, you ready? I'm ready whenever you are. All right. Question number one. These guys are, are way more prepared than I am. So, John, why don't you take a look at question right. number so, one? So, first question. So, Jim, why don't you just kind of describe your transformation just kind of right off the get, you know, the biggest transformation you've had? Well, it's been, what, about two and a half years into the uh, fitness program. Um, probably the biggest obviously is, has been the weight loss, but mm-hmm. you know, in the last 12 months, I think probably the, the biggest difference, you know, as the weight had come off and is kind of plateaued. Um, but that's somewhat, um, on purpose in regards to that I was focusing more. I wanted to focus more on gaining strength mm-hmm. for a while. Um, how much weight have you lost since you started two and a half years ago? Um, probably somewhere around 90 pounds. If I got on the scale right now, pounds. probably over 90 pounds. Uh, right in that area. So hold that thought because what he just said right there, you guys really need to listen to probably around 90 pounds. So you, the scale is not that important to you now at this point. 
No, absolutely not. Before I would step on the scale literally every day mm -hmm. and I would be concerned if it didn't go down or even worse, if it went up a little bit. Right. And then once you start having conversations with John or Nick or one of the other trainers, you know, and say, Hey, you know what? I, I did everything right the last three days, but I gained two pounds. What happened? Mm -hmm. And then you find out there's so many different variables that go into that. But then you realize that your clothes fit different, that you, that you look a little different. You might not look that way to yourself, but then all of a sudden someone you haven't seen in three weeks might make a comment to you. And then you realize that, okay, it's not just about that number on the skip. We can end the podcast right there, man. That's, that's all I wanted. That, is, that sums it up. Right that's there. golden right there. Okay. So do I have a uh, question number two here? Yeah. The failure. Oh. What's my biggest failure? Your biggest failure during your weight loss transformation. Um, has been probably staying disciplined with the nutrition. Um, I think it probably goes for everybody that, that you, you have your times and your moments where you fall off, but you also realize that you have to get back up and get back on track. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to stumble. Um, just don't fall down and stay down. Just make sure you get back up and, and uh, stay back on track. So it is one of those things where, for me, the biggest failure definitely has been staying on track with my nutrition day in and day out. Can you give us specifics on it? Um, yeah. Um, after the summer last year, um, before I started working out with John one-on-one, um, I had definitely fallen off of my, nutri my nutrition and I had probably gained about 15, 18 pounds back. Like over the summer, like July. Yeah. At the end of the summer. So we're looking at end of July, August, you know, football season rolled around. Right. So now, you know, we're, we were doing more of the weekend stuff with my son playing. So yeah, that was a busy time in your life, right? I mean, that's when yeah. Zach was going to school or correct. Yeah. Yep. So you're getting ready for that. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and then you're, you know, all of a sudden every weekend you're spending away at a football game somewhere. Um, so, so for know, people listening out there, can you describe what your, uh, family situation is? You had the daughters, the son kind of give them the little insight on where you're at in your life. How old your kids are and that kind of, well, mar married for 27 and a half years, three kids. Um, that's older than John. I know, but it's all right. It happens. <laughs> but no, my, my uh, oldest daughter, uh, Nicole is a graduate student at George Washington university. So living in Washington, DC with my other daughter, Katie, who's an undergrad there at George Washington. Mm -hmm. And then my son, who's a freshman playing football at Saginaw Valley state. Yes. And not to take too much away from yours, cause this podcast is about you, but I just want the listeners out there to, know about Zach and the daughter. I mean, your daughters are freaking awesome. Just your whole family. It's such a, every time you guys step in the gym, you guys are all smiling, all positive. You don't really smile, but the rest of your family does. <laughs> but um, your son, Zach is just a remarkable story because the way you coached him as a dad and not another coach, it's just, it was really cool for all of us to see at acceleration because his son, Zach would come to us three to four days a week, working his ass off. Um, I think it's safe to say he wasn't really highly recruited, right? Correct. Yeah, he, he wasn't. Um, he's a kicker punter, um, but he, he had talent, um, but he was basically self-taught. And then when we, realized, when we realized that, okay, he has this ability, so we had to go find him a coach. And so we did some research, and one was recommended. And so uh, he started working out uh, with a guy out of Buffalo, going to his camps and working with him. And He's obviously progressed and got to the point that he was, you know, able to uh, play college football, um, which is what his dream was, is to make sure to get to that level. Um, so he went from being a, 
uh, I guess, a, a chubby little kid who played center and defensive tackle to being a kicker and a punter by the time he graduated high school. And the coolest story was how he went to that kicking contest with NFL players, right? There was two NFL free agents that were there that he won. That he beat. So here's a kid who's not recruited, who's not like in the limelight, not this, you know, five-star athlete, just a hardworking kid. And he goes to this competition and Jim's texting me. He's like, he just beat this guy. Just beat this guy. NFL prospects he's beating and yet he's not getting recruited. But his hard work and all that stuff he did behind the scenes is why he's successful now. So awesome. Let's get back to Jim Clements though. I could talk about Zach all day. Sorry. Soak it up. All my kids. So. <laughs> yeah, all your kids are great. And before we move on too, I mean, what about your wife? I mean, Leslie's had quite oh, the – She's amazing. She's and, like, and, you know, you guys are here doing niece. a podcast with me, and to be honest, it probably should be her. Um, she's, she's obviously fairly quiet, yeah. as you guys know, um, but she, she is a machine. Um, she's embraced this fitness – road that we went down together um obviously i needed it much much more than she has but she's done tremendous and um her transformation and the way she looks and you know heck she's she's running 5ks with me and she doesn't ever even run she's the only time she ever runs is when we go do a 5k (laughs) so you know for someone that that can go out there and and just say okay go to walk to the starting line and you know 29 minutes later she's done so how much did she lose when she first started you know, I'm not certain, but I think she's probably somewhere around 20, between 25 and 30 pounds mm-hmm. in that area. But probably her biggest transformation has been her body fat percentage. Yeah. Um, I think her, I think she has lost more body fat percentage than she has pounds. Yeah. I believe it. So she's, it's pretty, it's pretty close, I think. Yeah. So you guys both came to the gym together, both needed a change and you went through it as a couple. And for the people listening out there, just imagine the first two months of them coming here. Obviously, the workouts were tough for them. You had to kind of talk them through it, you know, stay motivated, keep doing this. And then all of a sudden, within two months, you walk in the door and you find out that Leslie, was it a seven-minute plank? Or? Um, well, I'll never forget the day, man. Well, I, I know that she's gone as long as 15 minutes. 15-minute yes. plank. So. And all that was is both of, them, both of you guys have this, like, mental – toughness about you that especially leslie she was an olympic speed skater am i right no no she was a competitive roller skater but roller skater okay but yeah she was a national champion twice that's awesome so both you guys though just the the work ethic you guys have it's not like you guys came into the gym with like this special recipe of like how are you gonna lose this weight like you lost 90 pounds she lost all this body fat it was just straight up hard work it was like pushing through plateaus it was for me to see it it was Honestly, it's an honor. So, well, I mean, a lot of the credit goes to everyone in the gym, you know, because it was, you know, not just the trainers, but a lot of the the people out on the floor as well um, that were right next to you during the workouts. Um, because you know that knowledge had to come from somewhere, right? I mean, somebody had to show us what we needed to do. And I think so. that's a big a big thing for anyone who's going through just starting on the journey or starting, you know, going through this is you know, find people who are out there that have done it before or are also going through it and ask questions, you know, you know they're more than willing almost in 99% of the cases to help you and like to sit down for five minutes and say, Hey, this is what I did, or this is what I did in this situation. Here's what I use, you know, and they're, it'll go a long ways. Oh, absolutely. I think if you, if you find the right environment, the right gym, um, the right people that go to that gym, then I think you can pretty much ask anybody anything and they'll be honest and they'll be open and they'll be more than willing to share 
um, you know, any tips, what worked for them, what didn't work for them. Cause that's, that's always a lot of big key too. you know, what didn't work because mm-hmm. yeah. what works for someone may not work exactly. for somebody else. Exactly. exactly. Well, speaking of tips, that's probably why people are listening. So how about yeah. John and I shut up and everyone yeah. just listens to there the you go. <laughs> What's the next question here? All right. So if you could describe the best advice for someone who's starting a fitness journey, but only in one sentence, what would it be? Whew. In one sentence, I would say, make sure you take that first step. Take the first step. Perfect. And by that, I mean, you know, if you, if you know that this is what you want to do, then make sure that you take that first step, find that right gym if you're planning on joining a gym or if you're going to work with a personal trainer, whatever, whatever that is, but make sure you take that first step because if you never take that first step, you're never going to go down that path. What was that first step for you before you took the step? Like what was going through your mind? Um, one is, is, is I knew I was overweight and I knew I was out of shape. All right. And, but I went, we went a long time without ever doing anything about it. How long? Probably it had to be close to 10 years. Holy, I thought you were going to say a couple months. No, no, no. It was probably 10 years. And then you finally realize that I really need to do something. As you know, I didn't, I didn't even email you till the night before I was going to come in. So it was probably 14 hours before I walked through that door. Um, So it truly was like a last minute thing, but it really wasn't. It was a, it was a long drawn out, you know, I need to do this. I need to do this. And then finally the the light bulb clicks on and then you have to take that first step and you got to walk through that door. There's probably people listening to this that have done this for 10 years and maybe they're not able to take that first step just like you were, what was it? What made you start the car, get in, drive here, meet with me and do it? Um, really just wanting to be overall healthy. You know, you realize that, you know, I was going to go down that path of heart disease. I was going to go down that path of, of being a diabetic. Um, all those things that will obviously shorten your life tremendously. And, you know, as my kids started to get older and you see that now they're becoming adults and that you want to be around for, you know, your grandkids, you want to see your kids grow and become, you know, adults, be successful in life, but you want to be there for that. And, you know, you don't want to have that tragic ending. So that was, you know, the motivation to say, okay, we need to take this step. And, you know, luckily for me, my wife was, uh, one that was willing to take that step with me. I, that, that was a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. It's not that that's, you know, for everybody. Um, but it was one thing for me that, you know, having her by my side was huge. That's awesome. That's awesome. <clears throat> that's good. I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. Next question. So kind of looking back over the things, what was the most worthwhile investment, whether it be time, money, energy, whatever it was that kind of, you know, helped the most? Um, time, I think was the most worldwide invest or most worthwhile investment. Um, you can have all the money in the world, right? But if you don't invest the time into doing it, it's, it's not going to matter. You're not going to be healthy. That's right. True. So you have to make time for yourself. You have to, and, and a lot of people say, well, I'm really, really busy. You know, I really don't have time to go to the gym for 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour, or I can't go out and, you know, go run a couple miles or whatever you can. You just have to make sure that you manage your time wisely. And if you're able to do that, and trust me, when you, when you start down that, I mean, I feel bad now when I don't come to the gym. I feel like something is wrong in my day. 
but I think time is definitely um, the biggest investment. Let's dive into that. When you first started, did you feel like you're giving up a lot of time? And the question after that is, did your schedule like adapt to you over time? Um, I'll answer the second one first. Yes, my schedule definitely adapted to me um, in regards to how I work my day. Um, so I was able to, you know, say, okay, I can go at this time, no problem. I can adjust everything else in my day. Um, what was your first question again? I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I screw my first question. <laughs> Let's go to the second one. What were you doing like in the 10 years where you were debating that coming here? What was your schedule like then? Was it wake up and just eat yeah, breakfast and go yeah, to work? Yeah. And, well, and a lot of times it wasn't even eat breakfast, right? I mean, that was, you know, I eat breakfast literally almost every single day now. Mm-hmm. I used to hardly ever eat breakfast. My eating habits, one, weren't consistent and they weren't good. I guess they were um, consistent. They were consistently bad. <laughs> um, but, they, you know, I, I would eat at different odd times and I wouldn't eat breakfast. And then all of a sudden I'm eating an earlier lunch and a later dinner and, and then not eating healthy foods at the same time. And then when I was traveling and on the road, I'm, mm-hmm. I was never eating healthy. It didn't seem like. Would you say that was due to your career and your job or your kids or just what was the, no, how the priorities I, change? Um, I, I wouldn't want to blame it on anything in regards to my schedule because you can always adjust all that. Right. I don't, you know, I don't need to roll through a fast food joint and get something to eat on my way to a baseball game or on my way to football practice or to pick up my girls at dance class or drop them off. You know, I can prepare something long, you know, before that and have it ready and take it with me. Right. What's your go-to for that? Um, to have it with me Mm -hmm. on the go. Um, usually it is fruits and vegetables and snacks. Beautiful. So grab it now, right? Right. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's ready. It's right there. It's simple. You know, um, obviously if I'm, you know, going to have a meal, it'll probably be some sort of grilled chicken salad that's prepared and ready to go. Like a Tupperware. Yeah. Perfect. This is just really interesting here because Let's face it, guys. John Papp and I have not experienced this yet. Now, John, how old are you? Twenty, Almost 24. 24. I just turned 30. I'm not at the level where your kids are. My wife and I just talked about the car, actually. He's like, what the hell are we going to do when we have three kids playing sports and you got whatever, choir, you know, you're driving around. Do you think it's really easy for adults to get caught up in all that stuff and just forget about health and fitness? Oh, absolutely. And go 10 years without Oh, about it? absolutely. It is, you know, obviously having three kids that were all what, within what, five years of one another, um, going, you know, you're, you got to get girls to dance class or you got to get them to cheerleading practice. And then you got to get, you know, like Zach, we had to get to baseball or football. Right. So not only were we going in two different directions, a lot of the times mm-hmm. with them, but you always seem to be on the go. Right. Well, then you what happens is, is, you know, once you once we started the fitness journey and now granted, my kids were a little older when we started this. So Nikki was even driving. So we didn't really have to worry about getting her somewhere. But you learn to manage your time. You know, you learn that, you know, we could do all those things and, and you know, still have eat, eat healthy, um, even on the go a little bit, you know, eating healthy. And then if we did have to eat out, we made smart choices when we ate out. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we weren't rolling through you know, a fast food restaurant and, you know, picking up something there, which so. is very easy to do. And I think very easy, very hard to get out of the habit of doing. Absolutely. Convenience for a lot of people is makes it easy, right? Yeah. Cause it's there, it's quick. 
you know, most of the time it's fairly tasty, right? And mm-hmm. that's what they care about. They don't, they, they're not thinking about, you know, how unhealthy it actually is for you. Yeah. I think it goes back to what made you drive here when you were debating on whether or not to do fitness and that's the grandkids, that's the diabetes, that's all those kind of right. conditions you can't reverse. That's what you need to think about when you're doing these fast food meals. And another thing people can think about too, you guys listen out there, I, if you really think about it, say it's a Thursday night, you don't have dinner ready, um, you can get takeout and that sounds so easy because there's no dishes, you just gotta drive there, go pick it up and you know it's gonna be good. If you really do the math, it probably takes you 20 minutes to prepare a good, healthy meal. But if you do takeout, it's probably 20 minutes to wait, then at least a 15 minute ride, then you wait in traffic. So you're gonna have 45 minutes and you have something that's way less healthy. That's not gonna put years on your life compared to the 20 minute healthy meal that you could prepare very easily and be satisfied. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And, and on that note too, if like, you know, it's just one of those days where you're like, screw this, I'm not making anything. Like there are good choices. Like, you could go to Whole Foods, you know, depending on where you are, and walk in and they have a giant, like, prepared food section that's already made. Like, literally, you just walk up, pick what you want, and it's all healthy stuff. You know, the, the options are there. Even a Meyer or Kroger. Like, well, do you guys know about Costco and Kroger doing that little, uh, I forgot what it's called, but you can put your order in, then go pick it up, you don't mm-hmm. get in the car? Yeah, all right. oh, 100%. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you could do that. Order all healthy foods, boom, you're there, right. you know? Yeah. Faster than fast food, probably. It's going to be a game changer. All right. Moving on. Um, so what, what behavior was the toughest for you to kind of break or resist, you know, while you were going through this, the first initial part of it? Um, probably the, the worst habit would be, would be the nutrition was because, you know, we, we changed immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of a cold turkey change. Yeah. But that was probably the hardest thing because your schedule – was still somewhat the same, right? So you're still running around all the time. So the, so the time to running somebody to, you know, practice or something, okay, let me run through here and grab some meat. Well, now you're not doing that anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why it was important to make sure that you had something ready to go with you. So you didn't do that. So probably the hardest thing was definitely changing the eating habits. It wasn't walking in the gym. It wasn't, even though the workouts were hard, yeah. that wasn't the hardest part. I think yeah, the hardest part the was. That's the easiest part, really. I, mean, I, I think so, right? Because one, you had people right there with you doing it. And, it's such you know, a small portion of the day. You know, it's right. an hour when you have 23 hours of potential to you know, either do really good or really bad. Right, absolutely. Yeah. goes back to the thing you talked about, taking that first step. Do you think that doing these awesome, tough workouts, did it make you more – susceptible to eating healthy did you feel like i don't want to waste this workout if i eat fast food or did that not exist for you oh yes absolutely i mean i i think that was you know you do all this work and you don't want it to go to waste by all of a sudden eating really bad because as you say you know you can never outwork a bad diet exactly right so you know you everybody you put all this effort into it and then you can turn around and just ruin it by you know every night going home and and eating something that's not healthy Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome man so what is something that maybe you've heard related to, you know, health, fitness, working out, nutrition that you kind of disagree with? Maybe it's a bad recommendation. You know, it's, I was thinking about this and I think probably the biggest thing is, you know, when you'll hear people say, well, you know, I need to quit snacking in between my meals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, if I want to lose weight. Oh yeah. And, and, and it's, it's the opposite, mm-hmm. right? I mean, as long as you're eating clean, you want to have those yeah. snacks. Yeah. Right. So, you know, 
doesn't matter what it is, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a handful of almonds, you know, um, you're, you're eating some fruit or vegetables, you yeah. know, you're, you know, something along those lines. Did you find that you were eating more once you came to us or less? More. Let me just repeat that question. When you came to us for a weight loss transformation, did you find yourself eating more or less? More. more. That is the biggest, you nailed it on the head, man. Yeah. The biggest misconception is I, I can't eat past, you know, seven o'clock at night. Definitely can't do that because that's really bad. Like, what the, what, who told you that? You know what I mean? What yeah. did you focus on nutrition-wise? What were the main key things that you did focus on? Um, well, obviously, you know, eating clean, right? So learning from you guys in regards to, you know, what you should eat, the types of foods, um, knowing, you know, good carbs versus bad carbs, good fats versus bad fats, that type of information, and, you know, making sure that you track that stuff so you know what you know what you've had. Um, I know Mike Wise was really great about that, and he would he would put in his fitness pal in the morning everything he was going to eat that day. So it wasn't like he was doing it as he was eating mm -hmm. it or after he was done. Right. So he had it planned, and this is what I'm going to eat, and he stuck to that. And that's you know if you can do it, it's not for everybody to do it that way. But yeah. if you can do it, that's yeah. that's a great way to go about doing. Now, it. how long did it take before you didn't have to track everything? I'm curious. Um. Probably, a, I would probably say about three or four months okay. where I felt comfortable enough yeah. to where I didn't have to track everything, okay. but it was still always an, edu an education, mm -hmm. right? Because you think something is good for you, but then you and then you realize, oh, well, that's not as good as yeah. what I, I thought it would be, yeah. right? Or maybe it is, but not in the quantity that you would normally eat. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For the listeners out there, what did you use to track your food? What are you talking about tracking your food? Well, tracking it with like my fitness pal from your phone. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you can put just about anything in there and if it's not already in there, you can scan the barcode and it'll mm -hmm. give you all the nutrition information. So you can literally scan everything you eat in less oh, than five minutes. Oh yeah. And you know, part of it was, you know, learning some of the things that I would have never have thought about. Right. Yeah. That you look at the carbs and you look at the protein and you look at the sugar and you look, you know, oh, that's fine. And then you realize, wait a minute, you know, three months later, I've been eating this and I realize it's really high in sodium. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. That's, you know, that's also, the cool part is like first you focus on the basics and once you kind of get that out of then you notice all the other little things like, you know, the, like you said, the sodium, the fiber, the, you know, all the vitamins and minerals in it too. And it's, it's really cool because you can see those things and then you start to pay attention to those. And, right. Absolutely. And it all goes back to quality of food you know, making sure the quality of food is like top notch. Right. I think we're getting down to something with this next question will help too is priorities. But uh, let me ask the question. When you fall off track, when you feel like unfocused, when you feel like shit's just going bad, what's the reset button for you? What do you do? My reset button is my support group around me. Um, obviously, my, my wife and my family are first, right? I mean, they'll, you know, always – say something to me, you know, mm -hmm. Hey, you know what? You really want to have that? Yeah. Um, you know, we have our, we have our group, our, our little, mm -hmm. we call our pool group <laughs> yeah. and, and we keep ourselves in check with one another. There's seven of us and, um, it definitely helps when you, you feel like eating something, mm -hmm. you know, you just shoot out a message and then someone will reply back and give you something positive to get you through that or, 
if you're just having one of those days, right? And, mm-hmm. and someone will definitely uh, reply back and kind of pick you up. So I think probably the most important for me is making sure you have that support group around you. It helps me get right back on track. So it's not, if you, if you fall off, it's not, it's not a lengthy fall. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Just having, community. having, yeah, community and people around you. you know, Jim, do you remember when you first started? And you had like a business trip somewhere and you text me like all your meals and like even on the plane, you text me the photo. I, I vividly remember that. And I was like, yeah, eat this. Yeah, eat this. And then I think you figured out like in within a week, wow, Ben's not that smart. This is actually pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah. you know, part of it is, is, is it's like anything else in life. If you're not educated on it, right? I mean, not that it's overly difficult, but you have to educate yourself on it. And it's just part of, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't educated on it. So I didn't know. Yeah. So that's why I would say, hey, you know, Am I good with this or, you know, is this okay? And, you know, make sure you get the thumbs up to say, yeah, that was, uh, that's a good choice or the, hey, that's not such a good choice. Mm-hmm. That's big. So recapping the transformation of Jim Clements, you're how old? 51. 51 years old. So you're 49 when you started this? Yes. 49 when you started this. Since then, since starting, since you made that, well, let's, let's back up a little bit. 10 years before his transformation, he was doing nothing nothing for fitness <laughs> he was always debating on his health always thinking about it you finally took the first step came in and since then you've dropped how many pounds 90 plus correct and you've kept it off and i'm just trying to recap for the listeners out there to really take what he did he educated himself he used the trainers he used the community his friends his family but if you could think of the most important thing in your transformation what do you think that is the most important. I think um, I know it, but this is you. Um, I think I think my most important part of my transformation has been my wife. Bam. That's exactly what I was going to say. That is the coolest thing for us. Because for you guys listening out there, you've never met Jim. Maybe you've never met the Clements family. But I said it from the beginning of this podcast. They're always positive, always smiling, always just uplifting people. But what we've been able to see as trainers, the most special thing in the world to us, why we wake up and do our job is Jim lost the weight. Jim transformed his life. Leslie lost the weight. Leslie transformed her life. It trickles down. Their son is a college football player now. Their daughters are in college. They're focusing. They're working out at gyms now. They're doing all this stuff. So it's just all that started from you putting the keys in the car, driving, and signing up for the challenge after the deadline was already over and I let you in. Correct. That's amazing. I mean, it's truly amazing to see. So hopefully the people listening to this out there, you guys know it doesn't matter how bad you think you are. You haven't worked out in five plus years. You guys can make a change. You guys can get results even faster than you ever imagined. And this is living proof of it right here. There we go. Yeah. Anything else before we go, Jim? Um, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about going down that path, take that first step, chase it. Exactly. I mean, there look at you go. wearing Lululemon now. You got Nikes on. That's I one always have Nikes on. Oh, I know. One <laughs> thing about this shoe, yes, man. This is a shoe, man. I'm going to show you guys my favorite shoe that I've ever worn. And Jim Clements bought these for me. He had them on. So you guys got some tight <laughs> shoe game. But I didn't wear them today. <laughs> I did. Well, you got some nice Jordans on, though. Josh, shout outs of the week. Yes. We didn't talk about this previously. We didn't. <laughs> did we plan this? Shout outs of the week, Planned. guys. Come on. What is that? <sighs> I'm going to give a shout out. Two, she's a member because she does chase it with us all the time, but she's also the glue of this place. Kim Pachoni, 
She set up prom last week. I mean, worked countless hours setting everything up. She just ran a little kid's Easter egg hunt, but she works out five, six days a week. Kim, hopefully you're listening to this. This is a big test for you because if you don't mention this on Monday, <laughs> you're in trouble. But that's my shout out of the week right there. There we go. All right, guys. Do I get a shout out? Yeah. Oh, shout out. Shout out. You know, if I, if I, I, actually, Rochelle Diaz. Okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah, we approve. I'm telling you, she's she's quiet. She doesn't say a whole lot, but unbelievable. Yeah. So she and definitely she's... is working hard and she has transformed her body. Yeah. It is unreal. Rochelle, so, for those of you who don't know, Rochelle is a member here at the gym and she is training for her first show, her first uh, show coming up here what next month yeah it's like five weeks away she's a mom of three i mean her she her body looks amazing but just like jim said dude she crushes it in class crushes it i trained her at 7 a.m on tuesday i think and yeah she can definitely outwork john pap that's for sure anything conditioning wise she'll beat his ass (laughs) shout out to rochelle diaz guys thank you jim clements um i would mention his social media handles where you can find him but that's not him he's not on social media but you can find him running the streets. He's doing 5Ks now. <laughs> and you can find him at the gym. There we go. Jason, guys. guys.